Hello, I'm Bob Bragdon, and you're listening to CSO Executive Sessions. CSO Executive Sessions is a weekly podcast produced by CSO Online and IDG. Each episode, we sit down with leading security and risk executives to get their take on the challenges faced by their organizations. And today, I'm in Boston speaking with Bob Lederer, the VP and CISO of Biogen. One of the world's first global biotechnology companies, Biogen's more than 7,000 employees develop and deliver innovative therapies for people living with serious neurological and neurodegenerative diseases. Bob, welcome and thanks for joining us. Uh, Thanks very much, Bob. Pleasure to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about Biogen and the risks that you and your role help to address? Sure, I'd be happy to. So as you uh, mentioned in the intro that Biogen were pioneers in neuroscience. So we discover, develop, deliver worldwide innovative therapies for people living with serious neurological conditions and neurodegenerative um, diseases. So 40-year-old company Mm -hmm. anchored in Cambridge um, and have headquarters and manufacturing facilities worldwide. As CISO at Biogen, I'm responsible for three areas of risk. Um, so we characterize that or categorize that in cybersecurity risk, mm-hmm. inform, um, compliance, regulatory compliance risk, mm-hmm. and then operational continuity risk. Mm-hmm. We frame our programs around those three broad areas, often overlapping, but that's how it was framed for us. Sounds a lot like a focus on resiliency. Absolutely. Okay. That is a common theme across all three. Nice to hear that. Yeah. Security organizations today seem to have a broad set of responsibilities, like you talked about, but from data privacy to awareness training to risk management, linked to some non-traditional hires, if you will, things like hiring marketing professionals for running awareness training, things like that. What skills are you looking for today that you might not have been looking for five years ago that will help fit into an open role that you would have? Yeah, no, absolutely. The, the skill sets we're looking for are evolving as business evolves. And your example, the first one there, is an excellent one. So awareness and outreach is not the computer-based training that security training was back in the day. Mm -hmm. It is all about attracting and winning hearts and mindshare. You can't do that with traditional cybersecurity training. You need viral marketing. You need gamification. Mm -hmm. You need competitions and branding. You know, this is a fresh approach that requires a fresh skill set. Mm-hmm. So we absolutely look more for people with marketing comms first, cyber second. I can teach you cyber. Yeah. I want you to come in here and just wow me with the cool new stuff and how you're going to get get people's attention and hold it. Mm-hmm. That's going to deliver the message. Other skill sets, um, there's an even stronger um, lean in now towards business acumen. Yeah, that makes sense. Huge, huge. It's if you cannot execute with a business focused business value mindset, you're, you're probably missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to get that currency in the uptake with your senior stakeholders um, and show back the value in their terms and their words um, that's now going to help generate and perpetuate your program. Mm-hmm. We are there for the business to enable the business so the business can deliver their mission. And in ours, it's a very, very um, good mission, sound mission, mm-hmm. mission that we all can get behind. Um, lastly, I think another nuance that we're seeing is we're looking for things to be better risk-adjusted, risk-focused. And so to be able to characterize our priorities and initiatives from a, a risk 
aware state, a calculated mm-hmm. risk aware state really, again, helps drive it. I think it goes hand in glove with this whole business acumen. It's like, okay, I understand qualitatively why you want to do this. Quantitatively, right. why are you suggesting this now before that? And where are you going to see those outcomes? How can we measure and value those outcomes? We do that through that sort of a risk lens and a value measurement lens. Again, it's that business acumen now having to be driven into security mm-hmm. to more or less justify our existence and our value. Yeah, because it's hard to to understand the risk appetite of a business. In my opinion, like when you go into a company trying to get a sense from them of how much risk are they willing to take yeah. and how much do they want to avoid and then trying to communicate that across the enterprise, make sure everyone's on the same page. Because my what I found is that you have pockets Absolutely. of organizations that take are really risk adverse and you have others that are really you know risk comfortable yeah absolutely it is know thyself and you can yeah. you can do that in niches and pockets you have to do it from an enterprise approach and a common enterprise language yeah and as you said of enterprise risk appetite to then talk about where now we want to address our limited resources mm-hmm. to address those risks so what's keeping you up at night <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, we, we live in a riskful world. So you can, if you get fixated on it, a lot of things can keep you up. Yeah. Um, I, I tend not to be a worrier at heart. However, um, some broad areas in my industry specifically are, give me a little tickle in my tummy from mm-hmm. time to time. Um, one that I can't shake and I wish I could, but it's a recurring nightmare is the notion of a Merck day where... Yeah. Um, the, the unfortunate circumstances that hit them exposed a, a bit of an underbelly towards operational technology. And if you don't have a careful understanding of your um, manufacturing footprint, your supply chain network, mm-hmm. the vulnerabilities embedded in that just because of the systems we run, maybe the new IoT we've brought into place, mm-hmm. the, just the catastrophic nature of what modern malware can do across that ecosystem that can shut a company like mine down. Mm-hmm. And now we're not making product. We're not serving patients. Patients suffer if we fail. So that's the kind of thing that makes you say, wait, did we get that thing done? Are we ready? Can we react? Yeah, and so many businesses don't understand that, that this concept of like cascading problems that, that flow from technology. I was uh, listening to an interview the other day and they were talking about the there was a massive power outage in Argentina, mm-hmm. I think it was. It was like 44 million people without power. And it was saying really everyone will look at things like that and go, oh, one thing happened that caused that problem. Well, no, it wasn't one thing. It was probably 30 things that yes. all cascaded. Some of them may be technology. Some of them might not be technology related. It's amazing how that can be. And it's a little scary. I mean, I'll date myself. It's a little bit like the O-ring. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the shuttle disaster. <laughs> And that's one of the second ones I, w- I noted in my head when, um, of things that keep me up mm-hmm. are those interdependencies in our, our third-party network ecosystem. Right, right. There may be, as you said, a critical piece of a clinical trial of a contract manufacturer or someone who's doing something logistically for us mm-hmm. that if they fail or if, they're d- if our data is breached there will cause an incredible ripple effect back down on us. We may or may not have been positioned to assess them at that time right. adequately. Right. The nature of the relationship may have changed. It may be a relationship I don't even know about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Similarly to like the, the third one, if I need like a three for, for you know, fears and nightmares, is this notion of 
I may not know all the places where we're playing. Oh yeah. In, in terms of a, you know, cloud and anybody mm-hmm. can jump in there feet first to try it before you buy it. Next thing you know, you know, you, 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 you know, you have all these like puppies, you know, <laughs> now you own the puppy, you got to feed the puppy. And I didn't know we had puppies. Um, so yeah, this, this kind of cloud sprawl, um, could, could be a concern because you, you, you may have some more exposure that you didn't even realize. Yeah. That third party risk is really interesting. I mean, that we saw it again a couple of weeks ago, right? CBP breach. And customs and border protection, great security, really secure servers, and their third-party company took some of their data, moved it onto an internal network to do troubleshooting or product improvement, yeah. and got nailed. Yeah, right absolutely. Achilles heels. Yeah. What security trends aren't getting the attention they deserve? <laughs> do you think? I I, I'm, I don't know about that. I mean, I think they're all pretty good at blowing their own horn. <laughs> they, they create their own echo chambers there. Um, for, for me, it's the issues more. Um, we're living in this intense expansion of our attack surface area, mm-hmm. and there's a multitude of solutions and that are coming out of the woodwork to address all these different areas that I heretofore I didn't have to. Right. So it's really hard to cut through the cacophony of sound mm-hmm. that I'm hearing. Um, so, you know, what, what do you focus on with all that noise? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've done is I try to push then for um, some key and probably quite obvious principles. One is simplification whenever possible. Um, leverage proven solutions mm-hmm. and everybody has their own proven solutions but go for those proven solutions those things that you know make sense for your environment and get that 80 20 done first mm-hmm. this sets you up then i think best possible for those things that maybe i don't know whether they you dry or, or, or require attention or deserve right. more attention but right. if you're not getting that basics done first then mm-hmm. you got to go but after that's done i, I think there's there's anything we can do to avoid the punch mm-hmm. and increase our speed to react yeah. is something that just resonates with me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it may sound a bit old school, but I'm, I'm a big fan of thorough threat and tell, um, driving that to any sort of proactive, automated, corrective controls in advance of the attack. Um, a little scary because you may shut things down in advance before actually things happening. But I think that mm-hmm. level of automation could be cool. Um, this faster detection and response, it's driving into all the buzzwords that people love to talk about in terms of AI, machine learning, sure. and automation there. But to the extent that you can automate the simple automatic things like that, cuts through. It's, it's basically you're painting with a roller mm-hmm. instead of painting with the tiny little brushes. I don't know how else you're gonna, we're going to keep up with the onslaught in this ever-widening ecosystem of events coming in. I think lastly for me too is... Um, I think zero trust potentially has some, it's, it's inherently interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I hate the name though, because zero <laughs> trust means don't trust. I think they need rebranding and maybe yeah. we can hire this new cool resource for cyber awareness to come in and say, Hey, maybe it's prescribed trust or personal mm-hmm. trust or whatever it is. But this notion of access is granted to only the things that you need to have access to and not the mm-hmm. broad is, is quite compelling. Um, I think it's also going to be hard to stick the landing on that one. It takes a lot, a lot of work from what I've heard from people who've done it. My understanding as well. Yeah, but I think it has a lot of upward potential. We like to refer to it as a journey rather than a destination. Don't we? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah for sure. We are on a journey. <laughs>
How has um, something like digital transformation impacted the way you approach security? Well, I guess in most respects, it's just given me a lot more to cover off on. Mm -hmm. You know, when when it also it's given me lots of job security. <laughs> um, so business business now in our in our world means you are you are connected to technology, mm -hmm. and you probably have connective technology integrated into your business model. Mm -hmm. If you have connected technology, that means you need security. Right. And so it has to be embedded throughout the thought process of what you're doing for your business, what you're delivering, how you're delivering it, how you're going to stay successful. Mm -hmm. If it's digital, it's connected, that means we're part of this. Okay, advice time. Yeah. What's the best career or leadership advice you've either received or <laughs> given? <laughs> Um, I've, I've been fortunate in, in my career to have received some very good advice and then just to, to learn from the experiences. Um, <laughs> and it's, it comes down to a lot of, I think, again, the basic things, this is not going to be a surprise to anybody, but at this stage in my career, I'm not afraid to ask the question. Mm -hmm ask the hard question, ask the stupid question, mm -hmm. whatever it is. If it's a question, ask the question. Mm -hmm. um, more, more even than that is surround yourself with smart people whenever possible. I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. I just have to be smart enough to have a smart team around me. And that makes me smart Good by advice. extension. Um, <laughs> I, as you said just a second ago, a few minutes ago, moments ago, understand that it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And it's a long one. So that's all the more reason why, given all the above, priority one, get a good team to be on that journey with you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of CSO's Executive Sessions. We've been speaking with Bob Litterer, the VP and CISO of Biogen. Bob, really appreciate you sitting down and speaking with us. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Bob. CSO Executive Sessions shares the expertise and insights of leading security and risk executives. To learn more about how security and risk leaders are addressing today's dynamic risk environment, make sure to visit us at CSOonline.com. And be sure to catch future CSO Executive Sessions by subscribing to this podcast on CSOonline.com slash podcasts or through Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Until next time, for CSO Online and IDG, I'm Bob Bragdon. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.